Hello, this is Patrick Ball. How are you on this fine day? Welcome to On The Fly, a podcast about whatever comes to mind, really. In this episode, who was Stephen Hawking? Welcome to Chapter 8, the closing chapter of the children's book, Who Was Stephen Hawking? by Jim Gioletti. Learn about Stephen's many guest appearances on television. Chapter 8, The Human Spirit. By the 1990s, Stephen was famous all around the world. He was, of course, instantly recognizable because he was never out of his wheelchair, and he was one of the smartest people on the planet. And his fame was still growing. In 1991, A Brief History of Time was made into a movie. Although it had the same title as Stephen's best-selling book, it was mostly about his life. At one showing of A Brief History of Time, the actor Leonard Nimoy introduced Stephen to the people watching. Nimoy had played the character Spock in the science fiction television show Star Trek and several Star Trek movies. When he found out that Stephen was a big fan of the show, he helped get Stephen invited to the set of Star Trek The Next Generation. And when the makers of the show asked him to appear on the episodes, Stephen said yes. Let's add a little insert here about Stephen's appearance on Star Trek. Descent. Question. Who was the only guest star to appear as himself or herself on an episode of any Star Trek series? Answer. Stephen Hawking. In a 1993 episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called Descent, Stephen traveled to the 24th century to play a game of poker with fellow physicists Sir Isaac Newton and Albert Einstein, as well as Star Trek's own character, Mr. Data. At the end of the game, Einstein was certain he had won. However, Stephen revealed his cards to show he had the winning hand. Wrong again, Albert, Stephen said with a large grin on his face. Stephen still loved being right. After that, Stephen was often asked to appear as a guest on TV shows. In 1999, he first showed up in animated form, of course, on The Simpsons in an episode called They Saved Lisa's Brain. Stephen went on to perform in several more episodes of The Simpsons and also on Futurama. He made seven appearances on the television comedy The Big Bang Theory, sometimes only in voice. Stephen's voice was very distinctive. It was a little robotic, but with enough rise and fall and tone to make it sound human, too. But it also sounded American. Stephen was born in England, but remember, the original software was sent by a computer expert in the United States. Eventually, the technology allowed Stephen to change his computer voice, but he didn't want to. 
it had become part of who he was. Because he had had ALS for more than half a century, Stephen's body was completely disabled. His muscles no longer worked. He was totally reliant on the care of others. He was fed and cleaned and dressed and bathed by helpers. He needed someone to push his wheelchair. By 2008, he couldn't even use his hand to click the mouse on his computer. But while his voice may have sounded a bit out of date compared to more modern technology, the software that allowed Stephen to communicate sure wasn't. Over the final 10 years of his life, Stephen spoke by using a single cheek muscle to move the cursor on his computer. The advanced software used text recognition, sort of like the technology on a smartphone. It also allowed Stephen to open programs such as email, Microsoft Word, and Skype. What would have happened if one day Stephen could no longer move that cheek muscle? It was a real concern. Scientists began working with him on facial recognition software and even on trying to convert brain signals into speech. This conversion is called brain-machine interface, or BMI. Stephen experimented with BMI, but made very little progress. Although it did not happen in Stephen's lifetime, scientists hope to translate brain signals into speech in the near future. Because each new day could be my last, Stephen once said, I have developed a desire to make the most of each and every minute. He did that by maintaining an active life, despite his disease. In 2007, he experienced weightlessness on NASA's zero-gravity aircraft. With the help of NASA experts, he floated, rose, dipped, and was even spun around. The grin on his face gave away what a good time he had. That same year, Stephen and his daughter Lucy wrote a children's book, George's Secret Key to the Universe, featured a computer called Cosmos that helped people travel into outer space. Four other books in this series followed. In 2009, President Barack Obama presented Stephen with the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his contributions to science. It's the highest U.S. honor awarded to civilians. In 2012, Stephen helped launch the Paralympic Games in London with a speech at the opening ceremony. The Paralympic Games are all about transforming our perception of the world, he told the competitors and the spectators at London's Olympic Stadium. We are all different. There is no such thing as a standard or run-of-the-mill human being. But we share the same human spirit. However difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. Stephen's life was incredibly difficult, but he never lost his intense desire to succeed. In 2014, the love story of Stephen and Jane Wilde was made into the movie The Theory of Everything. 
Eddie Redmayne played Stephen, and Felicity Jones played Jane. Near the end of the movie, Stephen's character tells Jane's character, Look what we've made. He meant the family they built, but also the many other successes along the way. On March 14, 2018, Stephen died peacefully in his sleep at home in Cambridge. He was 76. It had been more than 50 years since the doctors predicted he wouldn't live beyond age 23. Until his death, he was actively working at Cambridge as Director of Research at the Center for Theoretical Cosmology. What was Stephen Hawking's most important accomplishment? Was it his scientific discoveries such as Hawking radiation? Was it his heroic personal journey, never letting his disease keep him from living life to its fullest? Or was it explaining difficult scientific concepts to people all over the world through his best-selling book? Stephen Hawking's life was full of big questions. And throughout it, he worked tirelessly to come up with the right answers. We hope you enjoyed our Who Was Stephen Hawking podcast series. Learn more about the entire collection of Who Was books at whohq.com. You can purchase any of these books from amazon.com. Just search for Who Was book series. With over 250 titles, there's bound to be something that inspires you. Please check them out. If you have a question or a podcast suggestion, please email me at pball at sbcglobal.net or click the link in the blog post, https anchor.fm slash patrickball slash message. You can leave us a voice message. I'm Patrick Ball. As always, Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.